Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit draws us to our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the second lesson, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 13. Now we do speak wisdom among those who have reached the goal, namely believers, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are proving themselves nothing. Rather, we speak God's wisdom, which has been hidden in mystery. God predetermined this wisdom before eternity to bring us to glory. None of the rulers of this age recognized this wisdom. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Rather, they acted as it stands written, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and it has not entered a human heart, namely what God has prepared for those who love him. But to us, God has revealed through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among people knows the thoughts of a person except the spirit of that person, the spirit that is in him? So also no one has known the things of God except the spirit of God. Now as for us, we did not receive the spirit of this world, but the spirit that comes from God, so that we may know the things God has graciously given us. What we speak is not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, bringing together spiritual things with spiritual words. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. What is God's plan for me? When has that question entered your minds? Sometimes we wrestle with that question as we face major life decisions. Decisions like school, career, spouse, family, retirement, medical treatment. Sometimes that question creeps into our minds as we struggle through the difficult times of life. It takes the form of Why is this happening to me? What is God's plan or purpose for me in this? And maybe we've even asked ourselves at times a question like this. Have I ruined God's plan for me? Have I messed it up in some way? What is God's plan for me? That question comes from many different angles. Often false ideas and misconceptions underlie it. So even well-intentioned, good-hearted responses may lead down paths that seem to be right and good, but actually are leading farther away from God. For you see, all the efforts of human thought cannot begin to understand God's wisdom or plan. Only the Holy Spirit through the word of God, reveals it. And that wisdom of God that the Holy Spirit reveals, the Spirit's words 
tell you and me this. God's wisdom has planned a glory for you who love him. That's the theme here this morning. Keep that in mind as we continue. God's wisdom has planned a glory for you who love him. Now maybe someone wants to object. Oh, but pastor, that's not what I mean when I ask what God's plan for me is. I know his plan of salvation. I've learned that from little on up. I want to know his plan for me day by day. What does my future hold now? Not some distant time in the glory of heaven. I know that kind of thinking. I've felt that way too. But there's something fundamentally wrong with it. It's one example of how human thought cannot begin to understand the wisdom of God's plan. And that's the first part here today. You see, that kind of thinking is a way that looks at God's saving plan and recognizes, yes, that's important, but then thinks there's other things as well. It's the kind of thinking that says, I know God's saving plan. And I know that's most important of all, and that's why we learn it from little on up. But now... I'm ready to leave that behind and move on to other things. I'm ready to move on to deeper mysteries of that God has revealed. I'm ready to move on to that hidden secret wisdom. The thought there isn't that God's saving plan is unimportant. No, it, it realizes we'll need to go back to it and review it from time to time. But the danger of that thinking, it it, it segregates God's saving plan. It makes it look like that's just one of many different things that we need to know. But dear friends, God's saving plan, that's not only one of many things. That is the central truth. That is the truth. That is the reason God has given us this book, the Bible. That's what no human wisdom, no human thought could ever have figured out. Listen to how Paul puts it here as he makes it clear that God's saving plan, that his wisdom of salvation is what we need to fill our hearts and minds with as Christians. Listen to how Paul explains that he speaks this message of God's saving plan to Christians, whether they are new in the faith or mature in the faith. He wants all to know and to keep on knowing. God's wisdom has planned glory for you who love him. No human thinking can begin to understand that. And the world... Even the best and brightest in this world could never discover this wisdom. That's why it's called secret. In fact, even when the world is told God's saving plan, they evaluate it as foolishness. Consider how the religious leaders rejected Jesus. Yes, that's what Paul is driving at as he tells us here. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, 
a wisdom that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What is this secret wisdom Paul refers to? What is this hidden wisdom that the world cannot know? Well, Paul tells us what it is when he refers to how they crucified the Lord of glory. This secret wisdom is God's saving plan. His plan, his wisdom that has planned glory for you who love him. Human thought cannot begin to understand that. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Yes, what a mystery that is. What a mystery, what a secret wisdom God's saving plan is. It's called secret because human wisdom cannot find it or discover it, no matter how bright it is. And just think of those simple words. They crucified the Lord of glory. Just consider the depth of wisdom in that phrase alone. Even a lifetime of thinking about it cannot assimilate the depth of God's wisdom there. They crucified the Lord of glory. How can the Almighty God, the Lord of glory, the everlasting Son of the Father, how could He be crucified, forsaken by God, dead and buried? Why? Why would He do that? Why would he want to save sinners, rebels like you and me? Why would he want to bring us into glory? And how could this be God's predestined, predetermined plan from before time began? Human thought cannot begin to understand God's wisdom that has prepared glory and planned glory for you who love him. Only the Spirit's words can reveal it. And that brings us to the second part here. The Apostle writes, God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit here uses a human illustration. None of us can really know what's inside another person's way of thinking. No one can really know what's inside another person's heart except that person's own spirit. Only he himself or herself really knows what's going on inside. And so if you and I cannot even truly know what goes on inside another human being, how could we ever imagine that we could know the heart of God or what God's mind has planned out. How could we ever know that? Well, here's the answer. Referring to himself and the other apostles, Paul writes, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, 
expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. We begin to know what's inside another person as they speak or as they write. In fact, if they write, we can even know what has gone on inside another person who has lived long ago. And that's how the Holy Spirit reveals God's heart and mind to you and me. He does it through the words. The words he gave the prophets and apostles to write down. The words that still today proclaim God's secret wisdom. His plan of salvation to sinners like you and me. His words that reveal how his wisdom has planned glory for you who love him. Only the Spirit's words reveal God's wisdom, his saving wisdom. And so, dear friends, if we imagine that we already have mastered God's plan of salvation and are ready to move on to other deeper spiritual wisdom and knowledge, how we convict ourselves as sinners. The Holy Spirit has chosen not to reveal many things to us about God or about the future. And it's not our place to try to search them out. However, the Spirit has revealed God's saving plan to us. How dare we think we need other so-called deeper spiritual wisdom. We have all we need to know right here. If we imagine that some sort of feeling deep inside of us is showing us God's divine plan for our future, how we deceive ourselves. For the Holy Spirit has chosen to use the words he gave the prophets and apostles to write. He's chosen to use those words to reveal all that we need to know about God's wisdom and divine plan. How presumptuous of us to think that we can find out more. We know the Bible comes from God. Who knows where those deep feelings inside us may come from. And if we imagine that we know God's saving plan well enough in our lives so we can focus on other things, busy ourselves with other stuff, whether that's seems to be spiritual or secular, it doesn't matter. If we think we already know God's plan well enough, how foolish we are. Even the angels continuously marvel at God's plan of salvation. How much more so you and I? In fact, the better we know his saving plan, the more deeply that draws us into his word. God's wisdom has planned a glory for you who love him. That's what the Spirit's words reveal. What sinners you and I are. Even when we think we're being spiritual, maybe especially when we think we're being a step above spiritually or religiously speaking, what sinners you and I are. How much we need our Savior. Savior. 
But take heart. The Lord of glory was crucified for you. On the cross, he suffered the shame of your sins to prepare you for the glory of heaven. And through his word here, through his word, as the Spirit reveals that saving plan, he draws you and me to love him. What glory he has prepared for us, his people, who have been drawn by his word to love him. In the late 1800s, a woman in Great Britain and a man in Missouri began to exchange letters. They did not know each other, but as they wrote, they got to know one another better and better. In those letters, through their written words, they shared more of what was in their hearts than many couples share that see each other every day. In fact, they eventually fell in love with one another, cherishing every word the other wrote, reading and rereading those letters in order to be close, even though an ocean separated them. The Bible is God's love letter to you and to me. These are the Spirit's words that draw us to love Him. The Spirit's words that reveal His great love for us, His saving plan that is beyond all human thinking, and wisdom. What wisdom God has shown. Cherish that wisdom. Cherish God's wisdom that has planned glory for you who love him. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.